Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Oh, 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 
That was fantastic, wasn't it? Amen. Oh, give a shout at something that shows that you are alive. Oh. Uh, ladies, your dresses are making you too sophisticated. Give a shout of praise, ladies alone, to show that you are alive. Eh? Uh huh. God bless you. God bless you. Well, another time we are, we are. Uh, extremely blessed and privileged to have my favorite preacher come to speak the word of God this 25th December 2022 Amen this is uh, our 7th or no, this is our 10th Christmas as First Love Church this is Christmas number 10 can you believe it and so for the 10th time 
our faithful pastor is here to teach us the word of God. And Paul says in Acts 20, I will not hold back anything that is profitable for you. Today there's something profitable for you. A Christmas present from heaven, the word of God. Let's sing nothing is impossible as we bring up to the stage our prophet and our pastor. Come on, lift your hands, sing with me. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible because we're trusting in His word. Hearken to the voice. Hearken to the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything oh everything yes everything is I smell miracles in the air somebody needs a miracle receive it as you sing nothing is impossible all over this place lift your hands lift your voices and let's sing nothing is impossible Impossible when you're trusting in His word. Hearken to the voice, hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything. For everything. Oh, lift your hands if you believe it. Lift your hands and receive your miracle from God. Everything is possible with God. Give the Lord a shout of praise. And let's welcome our prophet, Bishop Dag. He was Mills. Come on, first love church. Give God praise. Wow. Father, thank you for this amazing Christmas Sunday morning. We are so excited to be here. We pray that you speak to our hearts, lead us by your mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How many enjoyed the raw place of playing? Oh, yes. Amazing. Well, let's read Isaiah 40. Let's read Isaiah 40. You know what? Come and sing. Come and sing a little bit for me. I'm going to, we are going to read it together. So just be singing some of the lines. Comfort ye my people. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 1. Comfort ye. Comfort ye. Isaiah 40 verse 1. Oh, beautiful. Comfort ye. Comforting my people. Wow. 
songs we didn't know what they were saying is it not true how many realize you didn't know what they were saying they were just saying something but they are singing Isaiah chapter 40 they are singing the scripture to us and if you don't know how to sing you can even those who know how to sing cannot sing it it's not a small singing level these are upper levels of singing. Normal choristers shouldn't attempt such songs. And then normal congregation members, we should just clap. When we hear, we should just clap. Uh, we shouldn't attempt. Hallelujah. Well, so that in itself is a great message. That the crooked places are going to be made straight. And the Lord is speaking comfortably. He says, be comforted. Don't worry. And know about your warfare. And your warfare is accomplished. Some things had to be accomplished. Some things had to happen. And God is now comforting you. Saying, okay, it's all right. You've done well. You've survived. You've been through the year. And what I've allowed you to go through. It was all part of my great plan. So be encouraged this morning that God knows everything and God is comforting you and saying, speak comfortably to my people. It is well. Amen. Now this morning, I just want to share with you one verse from the Bible, Isaiah again. I don't know if there's a song for this one too. Maybe there's a song, I don't know. All right, in chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. I'm sure there's a song for this one too. Oh, yes. I don't know if they know this one as well. And unto us a son is given. So that's what we are celebrating this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to save us from this world. Amen. Unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom, to order it, 
and to establish it with just judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord will perform this. Amen. Well, this is an amazing prophecy of Jesus that unto us a child is born and a son is given. Amen. So Jesus was a child born into this world with a great prediction over his life and that he was going to be special. May you be also a special child that has come into the world with many good things that you are going to do and be for the Lord in your lifetime. Amen. And so Jesus is so special. The Bible says the government shall be on his shoulder. Amen. Uh, And he says, so government really belongs to God. Government is a special thing that really comes from God to govern and to lead. Not, Not just to lead. After leading, you have to govern. What do I mean? What's the difference? You can do a looter and ask, you can lead people to, 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 to win power. You can lead a group of people to challenge the authority that is there. You can lead people and inspire them to trust you and to believe in you. All right? And then they may vote for you and then you realize that you've led them, okay, and led yourself and led them and with such good leadership that they were, you were able to lead them to win an election. All right? And you're able to lead all millions of people. I met with one president um, recently and he had just won an election and he said to get, I think, I, do, I think only about seven, seven million people voted. You know, I, mean, I think maybe 15 million or so, but seven million voted for him. So he said to get seven million people to wake up in the morning and go and choose you. Do you see? It's not a small thing. And that was, that's, that's why people respect presidents. And people who have won elections before. Because to lead, to lead yourself and to lead people. For them to believe in you to go forward and then to even win power. Is one great achievement. That's, but that's leadership. But after that, you have to now govern. And that is where it, you see that it is more difficult to govern than to lead people to win an election. Do you get it? Or to lead people anywhere. You can lead people somewhere. Let's all go to this island. When we all get there, so now how to arrange ourselves and let there be peace on the island. Do you see? Where you've led the people to come with a boat. You get it? Before you realize quarrels are breaking out. What do you do when there's a quarrel? What do you do when there's a fight? How do you behave? What should be done? My Bible says that the government shall be upon his shoulder. And it was when I went to certain countries to have crusades that I realized 
how great it is even to have a small little government like we have in Ghana. It's a great thing to have a government. You have a president, you have a vice president, and you have other people in the cabinet, the parliamentarians, the judges. I mean, the whole system. Uh, District assemblies and um, ministries, heads of ministries, you know, government offices, police, customs, immigration, fire service. These are wonderful things, but you will know till you go to a country where there's none. I went to a country when we were, we were parked in front of a barrel. There was a barrel here and a barrel here, and there was a palm tree, palm, um, a branch of a palm nut tree, palm tree, between the two barrels. So I said, what is happening? He said, oh, this is the border. This is the border. We are at the border. And the man standing there in shorts and chaliwate is the immigration man. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not mentioning the country. But the country's name begins with an N. Netherlands, okay. Whichever country you want to choose. <laughs> Amen. So, government of this world is on, on Jesus. And it's when you read this scripture that you, you, help, you, help, you, you are helped to see how our human governments are weak and are struggling. Every government, do you get it, is struggling to govern and to be in charge. As soon as you, you get in charge on the first day, they start to criticize you and go on strike. Or oh, you've not noticed? From the first day, yes, and all the countries are divided exactly into two, including Ghana. Half want this group and half want this group for reasons we don't really know. America is divided exactly into two. England exactly into two. Everywhere is divided into two. Half want this group, half want this group. It's amazing. And there's a lot of tension everywhere. And in England today, there's strikes. So everybody's on strike about everything. And I don't know whether there are strikes in Ghana. Yes. We have also strikes also. Yeah. But I think pastors are not on strike. So that's why it has not affected me yet. I can't imagine if pastors going on strike. God forbid. Now the Bible says that the, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So Jesus is going to increase the government. It's where Jesus is re, the real government we are waiting for. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. And when he said the kingdoms of this earth have become the kingdoms of, of the Lord. All the kingdoms on this earth are going to become his kingdom. And he's going to be established a 
good government. So I don't know those who were living in Ghana in those days. I don't know whether it would be called Ghana. But it would be a, a very nice place. And I don't know who's going to be the king of Ghana in those days. But some of us will be made uh, district captains of this nation, of that nation. Some will be heads of galaxies. Yes, of some of the stars and the dominions and the realms in the universe. Depending on your, the number of souls you have been able to win. And depending on your work that you've done for the Lord. You'll be part of his government. The Bible says we shall judge angels. Amen. Are you listening? How many believe in the judgment of Jesus? All right. And the, the government of Jesus. It's not easy to, it's not a small thing to govern. You see, we have been able to establish a church. But to govern the church is another whole job on, on its own. Because we have realms and territories and churches all over and pastors and human beings and employees and buildings and properties and many things and how to govern it and for the governing to work. It's not leading. We have already been led to form a church and to be part of a church. Now, how to govern the church that has come into existence is another whole thing. And so that's why you will not understand the difference between leadership and government till you actually think about it. So God is going to increase the government. He said, and government and peace. Increase of government and peace, there shall be no end. So that, that means that the governing is going to improve. And peace is going to increase through the government that God is going to bring. Since the nation, uh, the nations have been divided. Ghana was divided. Togo was separated. Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Burkina, we were shared. And governments were put in place. And we came into power. From 1957, we had our own government. And as our founder said, we have a right to manage or mismanage our affairs. And the government that was set up after some time from 1957 all the way up to 1966, I think, was the coup. Then some people in the system said, no, your government is not good. Because I think initially we, we had some millions of pounds. We started as a government. But by 1966, by the time the, the dam, Akosombo Dam was opened, one month later, the government was overthrown. And the money, the whole money that was given to us to, uh, to govern and to continue, do you see, was finished. The money was finished. And there was nothing left in the country. And so the government was changed by uh, uh, people who came to change things. And it's been, it was changed many times. This one will come say, no, you don't know how to govern. This one will come say, no, no, 
Soldiers came and said, no, we, we, we can be in charge. You know, but, and there's no peace. But when Jesus is in charge, the Bible says, of the increase of his government, amen, and peace, there shall be no end. Amen. So Jesus is the author of the good government that we are seeking to have in the world. And many countries have completely failed. As time goes by, the the lack of government and the inability of human beings to govern is increasing. Now, more and more nations, you see, are becoming ungovernable. Uh, That's what people call failed states. More and more countries, you know, are difficult to govern. And um, Jamaica, uh, I said Jamaica, uh, if you take a country like um, Haiti, now they've given up. They actually went and killed the president in his house. You know, and now it's like they've asked for if any country wants to come and then take over. Do you see? Many countries can control Jamaica recently said something. I don't know what's happening there. They cannot control the place. It's gone wild. You know? Many, many, many countries. There's just no control. Uh, People are doing whatever they want to do. And it's increasing. And as time goes by, you see more and more the failing of this. That's why religions even take over and introduce their own laws. Because there's no one there. There's, no, not, not, there's nobody in control. So it's like, why not? But the Bible says, uh, the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Whereas, as we are seeing now, the increase of the lack of peace and tension, do you see, is, is increasing. If you look even in Europe, they are all afraid. Because um, there's no peace. Now, these are, the, these are the superpowers with internet and everything. These are the superpowers who have internet. We don't have internet. We don't have much. And these great, great, great nations who, which have, who have Wi-Fi can fly drones, electric cars, everything. I don't know, many of you have never been to Moscow. I have been to Moscow. I've walked in the streets of Moscow. It's one of the, I was on the, I was in the Red Square, Stalin's grave and all that. I mean, it's one of the greatest nations. When I went there, I saw why, um, what's the man's name? Hitler and Napoleon could not defeat Russia. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not what you can imagine. It's a very, very, very great nation. Yeah, very, very great and advanced, a very modern city. Yeah. So, the world is, is afraid. Uh, they, there's, there's tension, no peace. 
Because whatever they are governing, they've been doing, has not led to peace. Now there's no peace among these who have Wi-Fi. Huh? How many realize that sometimes your Wi-Fi is not working? Yes, and theirs is, theirs is working all the time. Amazing. But of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Are you enjoying the prophecy of Jesus? And it says, and upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to arrange it. He he, he, will organize us. You see, we've been organized into countries, Ghana separated from Togo. But you see, we've realized with time that half of Togo is in Ghana. Or I mean, this this is the same people on either side of the border, quite deep into Ghana. And on the Ivorian side, similar. And up north, similar. So, to order it, so the ordering is not perfect and leads to some problems. Are you with me? Yes. yes. So, we've, we've, we, well, but as for Jesus, he will arrange everything. Because Russia wants to have part of Ukraine. I, I, they have some reasons why they are fighting. I don't know the reason, but there's a reason. Because it's a big war, eh? It's a big war. And I, they feel these people are part of them. And Hitler also wanted Ukraine. Because he said that they needed Lebensraum, which is living space in German. Lebensraum. It was in his book, Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf means my struggle. Written by Adolf Hitler when he was in prison. And that laid out his manifesto. And one of the things that they needed more space. And Ukraine was the space. How can you be in a country everybody wants you? So, but Jesus is going to order things. Amen. And arrange things. Hallelujah. Oh, to order it. Amen. And upon the throne of David. What is the throne of David? The throne of David is a throne that is established on faithfulness and respect for the anointing. Yes. You see, David didn't kill anybody to become a king. He didn't overthrow anybody to become a king. He didn't step in where he didn't belong. And he didn't try to take the throne by saying bad things about Saul. When he had a chance to strike at Saul, he held back. He said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And he had a chance several times. So that is why the throne of David was so stable. Because it was a throne that took him 40 years running around in the wilderness, waiting for his turn. Waiting for what? His turn. turn. Waiting for the right way to come into a place of importance or power. It's not just something you force yourself into. If you take somebody's husband, right, who is living happily ever after, and then you take a ready-made husband, you get it, 
Uh, you, 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 you will not be established. It's not a stable throne. And that is why you may be unstable. One day I spoke to a sister. She was beloved, dosing somebody's, I mean, beloved. They, they had broken up. They had broken up and she was becoming the new beloved. No, I told her that you will not be happy in this relationship. In the years to come, you always not be secure. You always be one that he likes somebody else, you like somebody else, he doesn't love me, he loves me. Don't marry somebody who, who is questioning whether you love her. It's difficult to stay with somebody who is not happy and suspicious all the time. It's a difficult experience. I don't wish it for anybody. It's a bad experience because the foundation of love is trust. If you don't trust me, how can you love me? How do you stay with somebody you don't trust? It means you don't love. I don't know whether I should continue preaching. I, I, maybe I should. Today is Christmas Day and I should just go home quickly. You know, how can you love somebody you don't trust? And you suspect the person of this and of that or whatever. You accuse the person of this and that. It means you don't love the person. You don't trust the person. How do you stay? Nobody can stay in that environment. You want to get out of there and be where somebody likes you. Just as you are. Amen. Are you listening to me? So David, the throne of David is a stable throne. Even when Absalom tried to overthrow, Absalom was in power for just a few days. It's just, it, it just enough time for David to leave town and then reorganize and have a war for one day. 20,000 people died and then he came back. So about one week. So Absalom was able to be in power for four days or so. You don't come into power by dishonoring your father, going to sleep with his wives, and uh, accusing your father of not being a good leader. That's what Absalom was doing. And that's what all people with the spirit of Absalom do. They accuse their father. He says, that, oh, if only I were made the judge of the land. That's what Absalom said. If only I was made the judge of the land. So Absalom's accused their fathers of wrongdoing or not leading well, not being a good. That's what Absalom said. Moreover, all that I were made judge in the land, that every man which has a suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. This type of way of coming into power will give you power for just three or four days. And that the throne of Absalom is a short-lived outburst. And it cannot be established. That is why I said, and to order it and to establish it on the throne of David. Amen. Amen. So, the throne of David, all right, is a stable throne. And even when David made a mistake, 
a mistake big enough to cost him his throne. That is, to commit adultery with one of his general's wives and then kill the wife, kill the husband. Not that serious. And I mean, you, you rarely find people, you find people committing adultery, but not killing the husband is also quite a serious thing. It's a level of something. I mean, this is something that, Charlie, honestly, ask your neighbor, do you also kill the people after committing adultery and so on? It's, it's not common. But even with such a mistake, David survived. King David survived. Because it was a stable throne. It's a throne that will survive every type of crisis or challenge. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And why did he survive it? Because all David's men, when they were with uh, him, they knew what David had done to Uriah. It was discussed among them. Charlie, Charlie, the guy killed him. Charlie, it's serious. If that's what he did to Uriah, what will he do to us? So the guys discussed it. I mean, they were appalled and all that. So some wanted to take up a whatever look. We should also do something. You know? But David had taught them by example. That look, you don't take a knife to touch what God has anointed and what God has put there. Because when it was his turn and, he, and Saul was demon possessed and Saul had made this terrible mistake, David still said no. Because God has anointed him. You can't take a knife to remove him with your hand. Let God. He said, maybe he will die in battle. Maybe this will happen. Maybe this will happen. But I will not stretch out my hand to touch the Lord's anointing. That is not up to me. And so all his commanders learned that lesson. So when he, David, also did something like Saul did, years later, everybody said, wait, let God kill him himself. And everybody held up. So that made David's throne a stable throne. A stable throne. It was a very stable throne. Hallelujah. So, back to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. It will keep on increasing. The governing will be going on. And it will be established upon the throne of David. That is a stable throne. And upon his kingdom. To order it and to establish it. So ordering it. As you see the church is divided into churches. Denominations. First love church. This church. These are all ordering things. It's being ordered. And then established. Hallelujah. And it is established with judgment and justice. Judgment and justice. Yes. That is what brings establishment. That's what brings stability. That judgment can be issued. And that things are fair. Justice. That judgment decisions can be taken. And when something is wrong, it can be dealt with. But you see, where you can't deal with it then it's allowed to play on because there's no judgment. And when there's no judgment, the whole system falls apart. 
So that is how to establish. Proverbs 29.4 says that the king by judgment establishes the land. The king by judgment establishes the land. But when the king is compromised, he is weak in his ability to implement or execute a judgment which he knows that maybe he himself is also guilty of. So he cannot uh, uh, implement judgment. But the kingdom of Jesus is established by his ability to pass judgment. Whether the people like it or not. And like when you go to prison, somebody was going on a prison visitation uh, ministry, started a prison ministry, and they told him, you know the first lesson in prison ministry. And he said, no. He said the first lesson, when you go to the prison, you must know that everybody in the prison says he's not guilty. This is the first thing you must know in, in prison ministry. No prisoner says, I'm, 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 I should be here. He says, ah! Thank God you've come. I'm not supposed to be here. They said, I've done this and I've done this, and but I'm not supposed to be here. Yes, the system messed me up, but I'm not, I'm not guilty of all these things. That's the first law of prison ministry. Yes, I'm not guilty. You should know that. That's the mentality. But you see, that is why judges... It's very difficult to be a judge. I mean, I never knew that. I mean, I, as, it was as I grew up, I found out that, that why judges, when someone says, oh, this is a high court judge. Oh, this is a judge. So, oh, wow. It's a very great thing uh, to, take such, to take decisions. But that is what establishes. That is what establishes the land. Look at, look at the verse. It says, to establish it with judgment, strong decisions about whatever there is to the decision that has to be taken. And throughout the ministry, I've taken strong decisions. Strong decisions about the ministry. There was a time that we had its gospel crusade. A time came, I said, you know what? I am going to do evangelism myself. So I said to my assistant, thank God for its gospel crusade. Now I am going to do healing Jesus campaign. You do church work. It was a decision. Judgment means decisions. Well, the time I came, I said, we are dividing the church into denominations. I took the decision. And there are times that I've taken decisions about different individuals. Transfer this person here. Move this person here. Take this decision. And those are the things that have established the church. The church, which was one small church like this, has become many churches. Many, many, many churches. To establish it with judgment and with justice. Fairness. Beautiful. So always remember, these are the beautiful principles in the word of God. From henceforth forever. And how is it going to happen? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Amen. So in verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 9, it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be Upon his shoulder. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. That is what I was trying to explain. Because he talks about the government more in verse 7. Then we go on to describe what else he's saying. He says, and his name shall be called wonderful. Wonderful means miracle. Oh, receive your miracle right now. When you receive Jesus, 
you receive wonderful, full of wonder. May you have experiences full of God's wonder in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And then his name shall be called Counselor. That word means giving of advice. This year, receive good advice. You know what I've already just preached is good advice. I've, I've already given you good advice. When God is giving good advice all the time. That's why you see there's a difference between those who go to church and those who don't go to church. And also even, even in churches, what you hear. Because you hear good advice. Good advice. His name shall be called counselor. Ah, there will not fail a day that God is not giving you good counsel. Because that is who Jesus is. The one who you are receiving as your Lord and Savior. The government is on his shoulder. He is the master of government. And number two, his name is wonderful. So there's going to be miracles in your life. And then he's a counselor. So may you receive good counsel. Oh, you don't need to listen or to watch to any other source other than God's word. I'll tell you, you know, I'm not an art student. So, you know, reading things is not so much. I like points. How many are also not like me? How many want just to know the points? What's the point? Yeah. So, you see, today's message is just two, two points, verse six and verse seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. There are many books written by many people. But I want to encourage you to follow the wisdom of Jesus. Yes. Follow the greatness of God. And the wisdom of Jesus. And you will come to a better place in your life. Amen. If you are going to get married and Jesus says to you, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Take it as good advice. Yes. Your love that you are so deeply in love with today that you are going to follow Jack Toronto. You watch and see what is going to happen with time. Love doesn't take long to evaporate. Love doesn't take long to evaporate. Yes. Love doesn't take long to evaporate. And you'll be left with realities. Yes. Good advice is what you need. Amen. That's why we teach you the word of God. We teach about loyalty and all the things. Because your initial attraction will not last for so long. But your stability of your mind and the clearness of your mind and the counsel, it, it, will, it will keep us together for many more years to come. That's why people hate my message on loyalty. Well, it, it is what has built a worldwide church. Yeah. You know, this weekend I was blessed with different of my bishop's children. I get him married. I have to go to every single wedding. Yeah, I have to go to all their weddings. But I appreciated all their weddings. So if their children are married, I have to also go. That's a blessing. But as I was, each church, you know, I see this is a bishop here, this one is a bishop. Different churches with different congregations. It's wonderful. It's this message of love and loyalty and faithfulness is what has made a big family, which people are jealous of. They don't know how it comes about. 
And you see, you may have something good, but you don't know how it comes about. But one of the ways that it comes about is this wonderful message that we have of loyalty and disloyalty. Those who leave you, if you read it, you will say, ah, I don't want to be one of these. Those who are dangerous, you, you, when you read it, you say, oh, wow, I didn't know. I don't want to be one of these. If you read it, those who are accused, you say, ah, I don't want to be one of these. If you read those who are ignorant, you say, ah, there's a difference between uh, uh, leading and governing. Yes. And you say, I don't want to be... Those who are proud, you say, ah, I don't want to be one of those who are proud. Those who are offended, I don't want to be one of them. It is what has controlled us and helped us. Because everything that I've just mentioned, those who leave you, those who this, those who this, those, you will become it with, by default. That is how human beings are. So this is a very wonderful message and a very wonderful set of teachings which are spreading all over. One pastor, I don't want to mention his name, he said, your bishop, he was not talking to me, he was talking to one of my bishops, he said to him that, look, if he came into this world only to write the book Loyalty and Destroy, he has finished his work, as far as we are concerned, he has finished his work on this earth, that he came to this world and wrote that book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, he has finished his work on earth. Oh, yes. Even when I mention the titles, you realize that, hey, what title are you mentioning? Those who do this, those who do this, those who pretend, those who. <laughs> so, it's a wonderful thing. So, God comes, you gives you counsel all the time. Honor your father, you come to church and your father that you are so annoyed with. Uh, who has another, another wife and other whatever and is not caring for you, come to church and you hear counsel that, hey, honor your father. This is not your friend. This is not an uncle. He's your father. You honor him. It's the rule. It's the law. Follow it. And you see that you stabilize your life. And before you realize, a blessing starts to come into your life instead of a curse. He's a wonderful counselor. And then he's the mighty God. Wow. And then he's an everlasting father. Wow. Thank God he's an everlasting father. Hmm? Let's sing that song about the father. He's never given up on me. I don't know how it goes. Do you remember Let's that song? Think about oh, no. father's heart so right and true. He's never given up, given up on me or you. Let's think about our God of love and mercy free. He's washed us white as snow for all eternity and give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. You see, when He says He's an everlasting Father, ha! There are some people that are not everlasting fathers. They may be fathers, but not everlasting. And God is an everlasting father. He will never give up on me or you. Amen. Sing it again. Let's think Let's about our think father. Think about our father's heart so right and true. He's never given up, given up on me 
Stand to your feet, everybody. Are you excited about Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7? Beautiful. I'm excited about this. Let's look at this beautiful verse as we close. For unto us, a child is born. Amen. And unto us, what? A son is given. Everybody lift your hand and pray for your child who God shall give to you. May your child be a special child. Unto us, a child is born. Wow. And unto us, a son is given. Wow. What he's saying is that a special child has come. And a special son has also come. Father, thank you for a special child and a special son and a special daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue reading. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Government belongs to God and may God give us good government. How many can see that we need Jesus and we need God? Yes. I mean, there are people that have put your hope so much in NPP and NDC. Yes. So much. You, you, I mean, some of you were ready to die for NPP and NDC. Hey. I mean, you really have all your hope in NPP and NDC. But the Bible says that the government shall be on Jesus' shoulder. Wow. Hmm. And his name shall be called wonderful receive your year of wonderful experiences in the name of jesus christ and then his name shall be called counselor may you receive good advice anyone bringing you bad advice anyone bringing you bad advice may that person's voice be silenced in your life in the name of jesus may that person's voice be silenced in your life may you not hear counsel and may you be wise to know that this counsel I am hearing 
is not good counsel. Jesus is called the counselor. Counselor. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, give me a good counselor in my life. Somebody who tells me the truth gently in a way that I can swallow it. In the name of Jesus. I want not to hear bad counsel, but good counsel in my life. He is called the counselor. The counselor. Counselor. And then, the mighty God. May God show his might this year in your life. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. There's a song with mighty God in it. Amen. And then the everlasting father. All fathers. eh? All fathers who are here. And I always say this to myself. You are supposed to be, if you are a good father, you are supposed to be an everlasting father. That means that you are always a father. Whether a child behaves well or not. You're supposed to maintain, I'm your father. I'm your father. Yeah. And you see, the greater the house, the more the children. Did you know that? And the greater the number of children, the greater the number of deviant children. Yes. Every prostitute has a mother and a father. There was outdooring. There was an outdooring for that child. Every child that was outdooring. And they held the child. This is my beautiful baby. And they'll give it. You should next time. I don't hope you are not going to any prostitute. But next time, I hope you will never go to any prostitute. You ask the prostitute her name. She will tell you. My name is Emanuela. She will tell you, my name is Sarah. She will tell you, my name is Esther. She will mention one of these Bible names. She was outdoored and named. She will say, I'm Deborah. I'm Debbie. This is my number. 02000 Hey! <laughs> Mighty God and everlasting Father. Lift your hand and pray that God's grace will be upon you to be a solid Father who is not disturbed by any ruffling by any child whatsoever. Yes. Father, thank you for giving us great fathers and great mothers in this house. In Jesus' name. And then the Prince of Peace. May peace come into your life this year. In Jesus, whatever disturb you and cause you pain in 2022, as the year is ending, I declare that that pain is also ending and it is ending with this year. It will not cross over into the next year in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. No end. May there be no end to your increase this year. And upon the throne of David, stability. And upon his kingdom, to order it. May your life be arranged and rearranged and organized. And established with judgment, good judgment, and good decisions, and good fairness in all that you do. How many are amazed that stability comes from judgment and justice? Beautiful. From henceforth. 
the zeal of the Lord will perform it. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for touching our lives. We pray for stability and your grace upon every life. Thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for what you have done for us, to us, and in our lives. Thank you for Jesus. And to us, a child is born, a son is given. We receive it and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. If you are here this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus. Somebody invited, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, raise up your right hand like this right now. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me on this Christmas day. I want to be born again. Let us pray. Father, thank you for everyone who has come today to give their lives to you. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, maybe someone invited, lift your right hand like this and come to me in the front right now. I'm going to pray with you right now in front here. God bless you. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Come running. Come running to that mercy seat. Oh, yes. Come. Comfort ye my people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come. Come. Come, come to God. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Come for my people. Come to God. I want to pray with you. Come for your hands lift up your hands lift your two hands up like this and say close your eyes and let's pray when I pray you follow after say Jesus please forgive me for my sin I give my heart to you please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus from today I'm your follower I will serve you I will obey you I will follow you please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please follow our pastor who is waving over there. Comfort ye, my people. Go this way, please. Wow. God bless you. Take your Holy Communion and let's pray over it. Take your holy communion. up the bread. Speak.
anything else would be the reason for you showing us mercy the year to come. Thank you for many blessings and forgiveness that we receive through the blood of Jesus today. The blood of Jesus. in the corner here. Can you hear me? Lift your hands for your blessing. The Lord bless you on this Christmas day. The Lord wipe away your tears. The Lord take away your pain. As the year ends, so ends your strife. So ends your struggle. So ends your conflict. So ends your pain. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your head in the realm of the spirit. Good days and good news lies just ahead of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Savior of the world. Lord give you peace the Lord answer your prayer and those of us online the Lord bless you the Lord answer your prayers and the Lord end the strife and the confusion in your life and bless you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Amen God bless you all you may be seated Now it's time for us to take out our special offering. Christmas presents. I used to hear the word Christmas box. Let's take out a box for Jesus. Amen. We've come to the end of our Christmas day service. Take out your Christmas box for Jesus. Father, thank you for everyone who is giving. How many times have you heard me asking you to give an offering? You heard me throughout the whole year, many times, encouraging you to give, encouraging you to give. Is it not true? Flow prayer meeting, sometimes three times, four times, I'll be encouraging you to give. It's my work. It is 
I love to do the work of God. And it's part of the work. And I want you to open your heart and give again on this special Christmas day because today is different from all every other day. It's Christmas day. Jesus day. Amen. Father, bless your children as we give in Jesus name. Amen. Come to the front and sow your special seed. take a booster or no booster? Huh? How many wanted a beloved this year but you didn't have a beloved? No, be honest. This one is not about today is Christmas day. I want honesty. You wanted a beloved this year but you didn't materialize. Raise your hand. How many wanted to get married this year but you didn't get married? I think these people can't hear. Those in this corner here, they cannot hear. They look far. We have to get a screen for you. All right. Maybe there was something small that was needed. Isn't it? Yes. Everybody take out a booster concerning that big issue. 
of your life. And I'm believing God for a turning point. Father, there shall be a turn for the good, for the better. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for something small that we are just bringing and presenting to the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Come and present your life-changing booster offering. In Jesus' name. Something small. There is somebody you were supposed to do something on a day. But you did it one day late. And so it didn't work. One day late. It's like a small thing. But from today, beginning from now, as you sow this booster, you are not going to miss some critical timing by one day or one hour or two days or whatever. May your timing be accurate. I said, may your timing be accurate. May you not make any mistake in timing. Maybe you decided you were there was a convention or a program three days and you decided to come for the last two days but your future beloved came on the first day and that was you were supposed to meet that beloved at that Higam day one but you came on only the last two days whatever critical misses were taking place in the name of Jesus by this special booster you never miss an important day again by some kind of funny decision in the name of Jesus maybe we're supposed to do something on a particular day and you did it a day early and you missed the actual day Calambros El Berigo Marando Lamanda Labashamanandala it will not happen again I said it will not happen again in Jesus name maybe you were going for an exam and because you were late you couldn't do section 2 question 3 you did section 1 it was okay but section 2 or section B question 3 and 4 because of you were late 30 minutes an exam how can you recover beginning from this year you'll never be late for any important event again in Jesus name how many have suffered from lateness lateness maybe you missed a word a word from the Lord oh how many times I've been in my car I wanted to give something to someone because you know, I love the people I see them on the street I always feel touched to bless them and then I, w- I was taking some money and the person lost hope look at my face or look at the car and say oh this man he will not give me and I was, I was taking 100 CDs to give to the person but the person lost hope you will not lose hope on the very thing that is actually becoming a blessing for you. You will not lose hope. I don't know if you want to give another booster, but I feel that certain mistakes will not be made again. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. You turned away from where there was a change coming. A change coming. Now, anyone with a tragedy or a bad experience in marriage, everybody stand up, please. Anyone with a bad experience in marriage or relationships, Garamosa Aramanda. Anyone with a bad experience in relationship or marriage, beginning from today, 25th of December, I declare over your life, bad and unhappy experiences in relation to marriage and relationships are over. I declare you are one of those that sail through with peace. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, receive your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down, you may be seated. I hear some people have Thanksgiving offerings also. You can bring your Thanksgiving offering. If you want to give another booster, feel free. All right. Please give your, um, what do you call it? Thanksgiving offering. You know, some of you have, you don't even know, you've not heard of it. Thanksgiving offering. But you've not even heard of it. But we were taking Thanksgiving offering for the end of the year. How can I say thanks offering? So everyone, take out your offering and things are becoming wonderful in the church. Amen. Somebody wanted a child this year but the child didn't come. God says I should speak comfortably to you. Be comforted for he knows and he has answered. And in due season when even it seems unexpected this child is going to just get up and arrive in this world through you. Receive it. The Lord is comforting you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.